Hi, I'm Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Now, before I start, I want to tell you that this is an unnecessary podcast. It's unnecessary because the disease I'm going to talk about can be prevented. This disease affects infants and children as well as adults, and it kills. I'm talking about whooping cough, also known as pertussis. Pertussis is an infection caused by a bacteria named Bordetella pertussis. The infection is spread through the air when the person who is infected coughs, which means that it's easily spread from an infected to a susceptible person. A classic infection with pertussis goes through several stages. Stage 1 is incubation. The incubation stage is the time when the infection is present but before symptoms show up, and it generally lasts 7 to 10 days. This long incubation phase makes it really difficult to tell where a person got the infection in the first place. Stage 2 is the catarrhal, or catar. Catar comes from a Greek word meaning to run down, and this is just a fancy word of saying that a person has a runny nose. I guess calling it the snot phase would not sit well with civilized professionals. This phase lasts one to two weeks, and it looks pretty much like a common cold, but it lasts a little longer. Stage three is the paroxysmal stage. A paroxysm is a sudden, violent attack of something, and in the case of pertussis, it refers to sudden, severe episodes of coughing. This phase is what gives pertussis its common name, whooping cough. The infected person has long episodes of coughing, followed by a long, raspy whoop when the person finally inhales. The infected person has difficulty catching their breath and sometimes vomits from coughing so much. Untreated, this phase can last for a long time, from two to six weeks, with the cough being worse at the start of this phase. And finally, stage four is the convalescent stage. In this phase, the person slowly recovers from the infection, but still has a milder, persistent cough. But much of the time, the presentation of pertussis doesn't follow this classic course. There are two main ways it can deviate from this. The first is atypical symptoms in adults. In adults, whooping cough can sometimes cause just a dry, persistent cough, although they can still have a milder whoop with a cough. The reason for the milder symptoms is partly because adults have larger airways than kids and also because most adults have some immunity to the infection. Now, in young infants, the symptoms can also be atypical. Sometimes infants, especially younger infants, have a limited catarrhal stage and less whooping with their cough. The bad news is that they have something more serious, apnea, which is the cessation of breathing. Infected infants will have periods where they just stop breathing altogether, which is why pertussis is one of the suspects for sudden infant death syndrome, or SIDS, at least some of the cases. Now, pertussis is deadly, especially in infants under six months of age. You've heard in the news lately probably of an epidemic in California, which has claimed the lives of seven infants so far. The infection is usually diagnosed by swabbing the nasal passages and looking for bacteria using special antibodies. 
The hard part about making the diagnosis, however, is suspecting the illness in the first place. Most physicians, myself included, were trained in an era where we thought pertussis was a defeated foe. But the truth is that the infection has been making a comeback for quite a while, steadily increasing over the past 20 years. One study showed that out of 150 adults with cough lasting over two weeks, 12% were infected with pertussis. The good news is that the infection is quite easy to treat once it's been diagnosed. It responds quite well to common antibiotics with a decrease in symptoms and reduction in contagiousness that is fairly rapid. But the heart of the issue for me, and the reason I'm doing this podcast, is that pertussis can be prevented with a vaccine. Now, so why, despite the vaccine, is the disease making such a comeback? Well, first the vaccine wears off after a while, and so people become susceptible to it again. For a long time, the last immunization given came at age 5. That was because previously immunized adults get milder disease, and nobody thought the disease in adults was worth preventing. The problem is not the adults getting the infection, though. The main problem is with those adults transmitting disease to under-immunized infants. Now, I know... All of you may be expecting me to rant a little about the people who are refusing to vaccinate their kids. Even though these people do put their children at risk, as well as children who they come in contact, the real problem occurs in children under six months, even those who are getting vaccinated. Until these three pertussis immunizations are given, the child is still susceptible to infection, an infection that could kill them. In my practice, I recently saw an infant under two months of age who got the infection before the first immunization could be given in the first place. So as I mentioned, the real problem comes from infected adults passing it on to infants. So if I'm going to rant, it's going to be to urge any adults, especially those who spend significant time around young children, to get immunized against pertussis. If people would get vaccinated, there would be less infections, and with less infections, there would be less infants dying from this preventable disease. So my final words are two quick and dirty tips for whooping cough. Tip number one. Get your children vaccinated as quickly as possible. All children should get their third pertussis immunization at the six-month visit. And tip number two, all adults who spend significant time around small children, and even those who don't, should get vaccinated as well. That's it for today's podcast. Next week, I'm going to talk about some of my pet peeves. If you have topics you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or my Facebook page. Now, please don't send me any personal medical questions. Don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. And let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of that weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. (laughs) 